Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Beyond the Junkyard. I am your host, Junkyard James. And with me is WCW historian, Cody. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Hello, one and all. I hope everybody is doing well this Thursday evening. We are just a tad bit late, but that's all right. Um, It is, again, cold here in uh, North Carolina. My dog jumping on my bed. A little chilly outside, but other than that, we are doing well. Hope everybody else is doing well. North, South, East, and West. How are you doing, sir? I am doing good. Uh, was there any issues with that intro video? No? Yes, maybe? I don't know. Play it on mine. Alright, yeah, because when I hit the record button, it said error and made me refresh the screen. So I don't know if it, hopefully it played well. If you're in the chat, let me know if there was any issues. I know we're live because I have it pulled up on my phone. So hopefully it was just on my end. Um, if this was on the other other system that we used to use, uh, we would have had to restart. So it, it seems like all yeah, is well. This, this, this was a very good, uh, very good start. We would have had to re, redo everything. <laughs> uh, everything else is good. Um, but yeah, I have been looking forward to this episode since last week when we, I first announced this, uh, this episode um, kind of threw you for a loop a little bit as far as the topic and all that good stuff, but I am looking forward to this and hope that you've done a decent enough, uh, um, what's what I'm looking for, uh, decent enough input intake into a bunch of the different stuff going on um, and uh, um research into this so yeah look forward to looking forward to this i can't wait as well but before we get into that main topic let's do some housekeeping things real quick i'm gonna pop up a surprise if you were on the social media and on the discord you've already seen this surprise but we got a surprise going on here and that surprise is this junk media group.com ladies and gentlemen we have our own website and let's go through some I believe of it's a one-stop shop where everything you'll need is going to be there right absolutely we got a, a a blog where both cody and i as well as the host of the slapping meat wrestling podcast we too deep will be posting just a mirage of wrestling content. We already, as you can see here, he posted his fantasy booking for WrestleMania 40. You can view each podcast, each of our podcasts, the audio versions there. And then this is so much fun. You can one-stop shop to all our social links in two different locations, right here in the green and then on the bottom of the page as well. 
junkyardmediagroup.com. Yes, sir. Got the X, the Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and the Discord as well. Join us uh, in all of the variety of ways. Uh, join the website. Get on in there. Uh, we'll be writing uh, pieces uh, as we um, move along into this process, whether it's opinionated pieces or maybe some recaps, um, all sorts of good stuff. So be really cool. And uh, thank you to our lovely host over there for getting that web page up and going. Um, thanks to We Too Deep for getting that blog up there as well and uh, uh, for getting that, kicking off that. So really, really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, um, fun times, fun times here in the Junkyard Media Group. Um, and there's a contact page there as well. So if you have any questions, want to yell at us, scream at us, talk shit, whatever you want to do. Uh, want to join? Want to join us for an episode? Contact yeah, right that'd there. Be great. <laughs> uh, just a couple, a couple quick uh, other housekeeping things. This is go uh, like I said. This gets posted on the audio version um, almost as quick as possible after we go. We end the live stream. Go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Use use that link right there on the website. And give us a five star review. Listen, I'm an expert at begging people for reviews. I do it for a living. <laughs> we do it for a living. <laughs> we do it for a living. Give us that review. You just happen to be a little bit better off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do what I do at work and and <laughs> take money off your bill. But <laughs> um, listen, you can listen to the podcast and listen to two idiots talk about wrestling for free. That's good enough. There's a plethora absolutely. of wrestling podcasts out there. There's so many, some there, some uh, insiders. Uh, into the business there's you know regular wrestlers who go throughout their history on podcasts and have a couple of a uh, couple of goofs that sit around and talk about wrestling too so uh, enjoy the goofy nonsensical side of things absolutely are you ready for the top the main topic my friend I, I think you're ready you've been ready for a week haven't you i have kept this this uh this this skill on the oven on the stovetop simmering on low heat for a week it's been sitting in the crock pot it's been it's been ready i'm ready are you ready i'm ready apparently we got a shout out to the greatest of all time kara danvers so shout out kara and uh, we join you in your fight to cancel ryback <clears throat> amen <laughs> <laughs> all Man, right let's get going this started from a tweet, I believe. Yes. This tweet right here, I'm going to pull it up real quick. And look, I've read this 150,000 times. And uh, as you can see, I we, we don't follow this 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 guy. But um, anyways, let, let me read this tweet right here. You obviously follow along on the screen. There was a time when AEW used to be must-watch weekly television. Like, like yesterday, it was must-watch. It was an alternative to WWE, but now it looks like we need an alternative for what is supposed to be the alternative. AEW made every single mistake that WCW did 25 years ago, and then they list off these apparent things that AEW apparently did. 
they peaked in 2021 and looking at its current state, it seems like we're witnessing the final days of all elite wrestling. And I believe tonight's topic is just us, our response to, to this is W or is AEW following in the footsteps of world championship wrestling. And my friend, you're the expert. Can you answer this for us? Um, I think so. However, I, I, I can let this simmer a little bit longer. I want to <laughs> hear your on this. I want to hear your thoughts first on uh, take however long you need, however short you want. Um, just just give me your overall general thoughts and you know dive into it as as you will. I want to hear your thoughts first on this. Absolutely. I think it's... Chat, uh, please give us your thoughts too. We're going to show them on here. I was like three years old when WCW died. So I, I don't know a whole lot of the inner workings of WCW. I'm going to give this guy some free press here for a minute. But I do have this book right here. The Death of WCW. And I know you hate this book. (laughs) And I want to pull a quote out of the book. Real quick. To prove my point. And then I'm going to spout off for like five minutes. Then I'll give you some time. This is from a Turner spokesperson. By the name of Jim Weiss. He says WCW is not a core business for Turner Broadcasting. We've decided professional wrestling in its current incarnation just isn't appropriate for the high-scale, upscale brand that we have built on TNT and TBS Superstation. We're no longer interested in carrying the product. You want to know why AEW is not following in the footsteps of AEW is because the complete opposite is the truth for AEW. I think I said that wrong. Uh, not following in the footsteps of WCW is because AEW is the complete opposite. Warner Brother Discovery absolutely wants to to have pro wrestling weekly on their show. So much so that apparently they're interested in Monday Night Raw. So it's not that pro wrestling isn't in, but AEW, four years into its, its making, is... Improving revenue sources by almost 50% over last year. Year over year, they're making more money than they did since their incarnation. And yes, certainly the rumors are out there that their expenses outweigh the revenue earned. But that's normal for a company for years into its existence. Is AEW going to fail? Are we going to get the death of AEW written by Brian Alvarez Next year, absolutely not. And AEW is here for the long term. Have they made mistakes? Absolutely. Rebringing back CM Punk was one of those mistakes. If the, if and and letting him go is is allowing for the younger generation to flourish. Had Eric Bischoff, you know, he likes to shit on AEW a whole lot. Maybe it's because he realizes if he did what Tony Khan did, maybe WCW would still be in existence. 
And what I mean by that is allowing the younger superstars to have their time instead of pushing the old geriatrics like Hulk Hogan for as long as they did for pushing basically no storytelling for hiring that asshole Vince Russo. <laughs> WCW made their mistakes. AEW has made their mistakes. But it's a young company starting from the ground up with a guy who has millions and millions of dollars at his disposal with a TV deal that they're getting ready to sign that is going to send them into the next multiple years on good footing with a brand that wants to have wrestling on the show. So is it WCW 2.0? My answer fair and square is it's not. Very good. I like it. And I like your explanation for it. And I think you're pretty honest in, in your opinion, in, in giving your take. And, uh, for the most part, I agree with you. Um, I, uh, I looked at tweet quite a bit as well and just tried to really dive into everything and, and give it a fair, a fair shake, see from both sides. I try to be that person that is as even keel as possible and listen to both arguments on both sides of the table. Um, so I'll first start with my answer and then I'll go into the, the, the entire thing. AEW is not WCW 2.0. AEW is WCW 2.5. And I'll explain why. So let's get on with the similarities. In that tweet, I mentioned a bunch of them. I'll, I'll re-list them a little bit. Go from there. So yes, both AEW and WCW on Turner Network. TBS and TNT. They both were owned owned by billionaire, millionaire type personnel. They hired a good number of ex WWE talent on their rosters. Um, both have had recent history, not re- recent for AEW, not so recent for WCW. So they've been gone for twenty one years. For 22 years. Um, both have had this at their shows. Yeah. Backstage politics, they, they, they certainly have been around. Random matches with zero storylines. I feel like that's what WCW think, but I feel AEW has also done that. WWE as well. Uh, but we AEW and WCW, so yes, they both have had that. Uh, relying on older wrestlers um, on their own. Quote, unquote, messed management, whatever that means. But then there's one more also that wasn't listed on that tweet that, again, I'm giving a fair shake to this in, in listing of the similarities and why it could be WCW 2.5, as I say. Big matches on free television. I think we can all agree that AEW does a great job of putting great matches on TV and features great great wrestling on television. However, they do like to pop a rating. They do like to uh, put 
dream matches, very good matches on free television. Christian Cage, Adam Copeland, Kenny Omega, and Brian Danielson. Don't think we needed both of those to be on free television. That was a way to pull it to, to get those ticket sales up. That was a way to um, get a rating. Where I know for Omega and Danielson, that was, if not the first, the second iteration of Arthur Ashe. I think it was the first. And it featured the first $7 million gate for AEW, at least television gate. And that's awesome. That's great. The revenue is great. What if you price the tickets a little bit higher? You did it at 16, 17, 18,000 seat arena, and you put it on pay per view. Now you're getting the revenue source from merchandise, from ticket sales, and from pay per view buys. But hey, it happens. WWE has also done that as well. But again, we're not comparing WWE. We're just comparing solely AEW and WCW. Uh, we've had, uh, I mean, there's way too many matches to even name um, all of them. But uh, some of the ones that definitely, the biggest ones that come to mind, big matches on free television on the WCW side, probably the first one, Hogan versus Goldberg, July 6, 98, in the Georgia Dome. 40,000 people in attendance. Um, and they announced that match Four days before it took place, uh, they announced it on a Thunder. And then four days later, they put it on Nitro, and they sold, I think, 25,000 tickets in, in four days. Quite a bit of impressive. But still, big match. That is a pay-per-view match, bar none. Um, and they put it on free television. It's what it is. So, there's a lot of comparisons there. That's why I say 2.5. Um. But there are some major differences, and this is why it's not a full 2.0. I'll first say why it's not a 2.0 is because we're forgetting a very important notion of another similar type situation. Correct me if I'm wrong, either you, good sir, or you fine folks in the chat. Tell you when you're telling lies. Tell me when I'm telling lies, yes. Didn't we make the same assessment and statement for TNA? Pretty sure we did. Take away the Turner Networks out of it. Dixie Carter, when they bought the company and Panda Energy bought the company, they're millionaire billionaire type people. Didn't they? They've hired. They've hired a, a good number of ex WWE wrestlers, haven't they? I mean, quite a bit. I mean, Team 3D, Christian Cage, Sting, Kurt Angle, Booker T, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, Vince Russo was on the writing team. Rob Van Dam, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. I mean, I mean. I mean that that seems like it seems like a, quite a big number of wrestlers, and yeah, most of those, if not all of them, have been in AEW. Flair, oh, I forgot about Ric Flair. Though. Ric Flair. Um, so, and you know, how we just all of a sudden forgot about TNA being WC two was beyond me. We have there was a bunch of backstage politics with TNA, Jim Cornette, Vince, Dixie Carter. Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett, 
to Kurt Angle's wife, God forbid. I mean, come on now. Jeff Hardy and his three road 2011 thing. Um, yeah. Random matches with zero storylines. I really, I mean, TNA did the same thing, featured the X Division a lot, but they would just throw guys out there just to flop. Um, <coughs> relying on older wrestlers. Uh, yeah. Uh, they did that too. Yeah. Uh, messed up management. I mean, Dixie Carter. Hello. Can, do we need to go any further? Um, hey, hey, hey let me pause. Things. Dixie's a nice yeah. woman. Dixie's a nice woman. But she couldn't run a wrestling company. She's a nice woman, but she sucked ass running a wrestling Great company. woman. We took a picture with her at Bound for Glory 2015. Very nice lady. Appreciates the fans. Clueless as hell when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> the thing she did was getting thrown through a table by Ray Dudley on Impact. That was the best thing she's ever done in the wrestling business. That's the best, best thing she's contributed to wrestling business. Big matches on free television, done that. TNA, obviously. So that's why I say AEW is a 2.5 because TNA was WW 2.0. And it's funny how we have a tweet like that where we might be witnessing the last days of AEW when TNA is 21 years old. When the peak of TNA happened in 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, 12 were okay, but the Hogan and Bischoff era were slowly seeping the fun out of TNA. And then by 14, 15, 16, 17, it was not very good. And they went from Spike TV to Access TV to Pop TV to Destination America, channels barely anybody knew. Um, you know, they wouldn't even release the ratings because not many people had this channel. So, you know, it wouldn't have been a very good number to, to see. Um and yet TNA is still here. TNA arguably is is in a in a uh, resurrection. In fact, they're rebranding back to TNA. To TNA, yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's why AEW is not WCW two It's two point five. Because there's a lot of similarities there. So you, you, you have to look into that. So here's some of the major differences between AEW and WCW. First of all, WCW was owned by a television company. Ted Turner owned them, you know, Warner. Um, the only channels that WCW was on was Turner Channels. Not because they signed a lucrative media deal contract, not because they extended it and re-signed the media deal contracts, but because the owner of the company put them on free television. WCW didn't have to pay a television rights fee to be on there because the guy who owned the company put them on its television stations. Free television. They didn't need to pay any television rights. The only thing they had to do was maybe pay for to, to use the Turner Broadcast Systems trucks at their television shows. But WCW didn't didn't get paid or didn't pay to be on any TV network because a TV network executive and producer and owner owned the company. Um so when Ted Turner bought Jim Crockett promotions in 1980, 1988, WCW, JC, uh, JCP Georgia Championship Wrestling, all that, was on TBS. So they had a long-standing relationship with the Turner execs, specifically Ted Turner, uh, before it was known as WCW, when it was on 
T- TBS uh, for the Saturday night show. That was their only real show was Saturday night. Um, but it wasn't, and if you want to say 605 was a primetime slot on a Saturday, I don't think that's true, but whatever. I look at it as it took the, the WCW brand from 1988, 1988 to 1995 to get on network primetime television. It wasn't until September 4th of 1995 when Monday Nitro first debuted in Minneapolis that it was on a primetime slot on a weekday when the Monday Night Wars started. So it took him seven years for a guy who owned a television company and who owned a wrestling company, featured that product on his television stations. It took him seven years and a very bright individual named Eric Bischoff, but it took him seven years to put that on primetime television. And Monday Night Raw was already going strong for two and a half years previous. You know, maybe, you know, we didn't have to do Mondays. What about Tuesdays? Wednesdays, Fridays? There was other wrestling going on on network television besides Monday nights and Saturday nights. So why couldn't we put him on any other night? We didn't. It took him seven years to get on, on primetime television. AEW in its first year got on primetime network television and find a media deal right with Turner with having a TV show. I mean, they had a couple pay-per-views, but that was it. They didn't have a weekly television show and said, hey, look at our product. Maybe this would be good for you. And to that, uh, um, and to that, let me right. just add in real quick. And to that, because unlike WCW, the station doesn't own the, the brand, should Warner right. not want AEW, they're free to discuss and continue with Fox, with NBC Universal, with CBS, Viacom, wherever they want to go. So that's Anybody. a big difference right there. The death of this Warner deal doesn't end the company. Correct. It does put a things for sure that they now all of a sudden need to find a, a television partner. And with television companies are fighting and wanting live television product on works. They'll be on TV regardless. If AEW really wanted to, they could probably maybe even go streaming side and say, you know what, Amazon Prime, let's try this. Let's see how the streaming side of things do it, if they really wanted to. Regardless, AEW will be fine. They will find a television partner. I'll still watch. I watch TNA up until really 2016 when I just couldn't watch the product anymore. Um, I watched them on America, watched them on Pop TV. Um, and if TNA can still be on television after all they've been through, and you really think AEW won't be on television, come on now. Come on now. Let's not kid ourselves here. So there's no there's there's no with that. It is a big deal if they don't get on it on Warner, but it's not going to kill the company because they will find in this day and age where digital media is superior, if they don't find a television deal. They, they will find a streaming service deal that probably will be on. There'll be ways, I promise you. Um, I, I'm here. Here's a big difference. It's Russo. Um, <laughs> has not, nor will ever be in AEW. So we got to worry about that. Um, and I don't. And I don't mean that Vince Russo killed WCW. He did not kill WCW. 
he just happened to be the final nail in the coffin. He is a very so contributor he's, to he, 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 he was a big contributor, yes. Uh, um, <laughs> he wasn't the biggest nail. He wasn't the first nail. He just happened to be the final nail. Um, attendance for AEW right now is is down. It's a, it, it's it's hitting a valley, not a peak, but a valley. But in its valley. For its main television show, Dynamite, the attendance is far better than the worst years of WCW. WCW had triple, not quadruple the ratings mm-hmm. as AEW currently has in its dying days, but the attendance is twofold. You could you could uh, you go back and look at the attendance figures for Nitro. From September 2000 to March of 2001, probably the average attendance is 1,500, if not 17 to 1,800. Maybe some tops. You, there were not very many people going to these shows. I don't believe they drew 10,000 people at a show in the United States, except for Spring Stampede 2000, which was April of 2000. So that means that 11 months in America, they didn't draw 10,000 people in arenas. AEW has done that for television show. Dynamite has been not there in a while, but okay, it has been in the last year. It's funny you talk about attendance because I was just kind of scrolling through Twitter for a minute, and you know AEW had their pre-sale for Revolution starting tonight. Oh, oh, that pay-per-view. Yes. Do you know uh, how many tickets they sold? So I was anxiously waiting to see this. I haven't seen it from Russell Ticks yet, but it they out. just posted it. Let me share it with you. What was the current? Give me the give me the capacity. What was the current setup right now? Ninety one hundred. Okay, so nine thousand one hundred. Okay. So the pre sale. I'm sorry. What do 90, we get? Ninety three hundred. Ninety three hundred. Okay. They and sold seven one seven thousand one hundred and twenty five tickets on a pre sale in a not so hot market for a pay per view that hasn't seen a pay per view in its arena in probably fifteen years. And the only thing that's been announced is a sixty three year old man's final match. My favorite wrestler. No opponent. With no opponent, no other build, no other announcement, and that's it. And seventy-one hundred tickets sold. Um, but but we're witnessing the last days of the company, right? Last days, man. I'm telling you, if they could get that to be fourteen to fifteen thousand people in that arena, that would be phenomenal. Ten thousand would be great. It really would for that for that company. Four years old. You're not selling the AEW brand yet. You're selling the people that are in the company. When mm-hmm. WWE comes to town, people are going to go because it's WWE. I would argue that, yes, there are some hot individuals in WWE right now. The brand itself is on fire. The brand itself is doing great. You just say right. WWE is coming to your town, tickets are flying off the shelves. They really are. WWE is doing phenomenal business right now, and it's good for them and great for the industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, for some company to be in its dying days and to get 7,000 tickets on a pre-sale, WCW would kill to have that number for a pay-per-view 
mm-hmm. the last seven to eight months of that company. Go look at the attendance figures. I want you to look at the attendance figures starting at the Great American Bash in June of 2000 and go all the way to Greed in 2001 in Jacksonville. And you tell me, at what point did it even 10,000, even 9,000, even 8,000? Their biggest show, Starcade, in 2000, was at the same arena that it was in 1997, 1998, and 1999. MCI Center, Verizon Center, Capital One Arena, Washington, D.C. Capacity, what, 14, 15,000 for wrestling? Sold out 97, sold out 98. Probably three quarters sold out 99. 2000, I want you to pull up the attendance figure for Starcade 2000. And then I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a guess and say that there was less than 6,000 people there. That's my guess. And if it is over 6,000, I'll say 6,500 max. And if I'm wrong, I'll be, I'll be wrong. <laughs> you were pretty close. I'll pull up the for the proof. Six thousand five hundred and ninety-six people for a fifteen thousand seat arena. This company went having thirteen to fourteen thousand people in nineteen ninety-nine to three years later, not even selling seven thousand tickets. Half. They got less than half in three years. AEW from Revolution 2020 to 2024 increased. Come on. And, and I think a, a, big, a big thing that people need to notice is pay-per-view buy rates are at an all-time high for AEW. Look at this, this run that they've gone on this second half of 2023. They've had more pay-per-views in this just half a year than they have had it probably combined in the company's history. They've ran a lot of paper. Correct. Correct. And, and it's not been easy forking out $50 a month. No, it has not. Um, and <laughs> Thank God we have friends. <laughs> and they ha- they've they've done probably close to 500,000 buys over the four pay-per-views. Their pay-per-view buys has been steady the entire time. There, mm-hmm. there have been peaks and valleys for sure. But I believe that every AEW pay-per-view has had at least over 100,000 buys. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it's at least been 100,000 buys for every single pay-per-view since 2019. They're consistently running close to 900 or just under 900,000 people watching their show every Wednesday. The numbers for Collision have increased over the past six weeks or so like they they used to be running mid 300s now they're in the mid 400 thousands it's just hard for not me. great but right. it's it, better than it was it, right it was better than when the so-called draw of saturday night was on the show except the first couple of weeks when he when they debuted the show it, it's it's so hard. I don't. I, I don't care, and and I know you probably have a lot more notes to talk about, but uh, I'll let you get back to it. Not too much there, but honest with you. Um, I don't care if you're an AEW elitist or a WWE cultist or 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 you like wrestling in general. I don't. The numbers that AEW are performing, yes, they're not WWE, but again, I don't think we come into this idea of anybody actually thinking that they're 
better than WWE in terms of brand recognition. I can tell you that it's going to take them at least five, ten more years to even get anywhere close to where WWE is on brand recognition. But they're doing miles better than any other company competing against WWE as the number two brand. ROH, prior to Tony Khan buying it, was selling out maybe like 300-seat arenas. Maybe a couple thousand, and that's it. Impact Wrestling, now TNA and starting back again in January. They're finally getting to a point to where they're doing live crowds instead of taped shows over a long period of time. They're finally getting to the point to where they're able to to reach that brand because Yushika Akata is going to be showing up in TNA. They just signed Trent Seven. Um, I think that was their backup plan because they really... Kushida just signed. Right, Kushida. So, yes, WWE is the number one, and we're not going to say they're not in terms of brand recognition. But I I don't care if you hate the hell out of AEW. The numbers that they're running is pretty damn good. I'd like to see what WWE's financials were at year four. Yes, uh, the number is AEW is about to probably lose $35 million, I think is what Meltzer reported the the numbers are going to be close to. And that sucks. Yeah, losing money is not fu- not great. But the future's bright. They got a, a, a show in an AEW all-in that 255 days away, and they've already sold out half of the arena. Re- wrestle ticket. Six, I've said if they just sell a hundred tickets a day for the up until the day of the show, they're getting 70,000 people in that stadium for the second year in a row. 7,000 tickets for to get 50,000 or more for that show for all in London, too. Right, it would be in my opinion because usually when you saturate the market the first time, the second time, eh, right, not sure. But the demand is there. Of course, mm-hmm. internationally it's different, sure. But Elimination Chamber is only at 34,000 tickets sold, and it's two months away. And it's in Australia, right. somewhere that WWE has not been in, in what, a couple of years? Mm-hmm. That place should have been sold out. It, it, the demand should have been there. They haven't been there in forever. It's a premium live event. It's not a super showdown like it was a couple of years ago. This is Elimination Chamber. This is like the first time since New Revolution that I can remember that. A, a pretty big paper was coming to overseas. And New Year's Revolution 06, or uh, yeah, no, 05, excuse me, 05, that was in uh, Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. They had the Elimination Chamber match there. But this is that, uh, uh, that Elimination Chamber should be sold out, in my opinion, but I'm sure they'll get there. I don't know if AW All in London sells out. I don't believe it will. But I, like I said, if they can get fifty thousand people in that or in that stadium by by August twenty fifth of next year, that's, that's pretty good. Um, and we'll loop back to the TNA AEW argument. AEW is doing crowds of three to four thousand people a week for Dynamite. TNA didn't do that. TNA had a very good pay per view crowd. Oh, yeah. I think the biggest. 10,000 people, and I was in Manchester in England. I think the most they had for a pay-per-view 
it was either between 5,500 and 6,500. I think the Alamo Dome for lockdown 2012 or 13. Whenever Bully Ray turned on uh, Jeff Hardy and, and um, Hogan broke and went with the Aces and Eights, I think that was 13. Regardless, <clears throat> TNA, when they were on the road consistently, which for Impact Wrestling, they only did that for like a year. They were only on the road for a year for the weekly show. And you know what they would do? Live show then tape it right after that live show ended. And they taped, and you had a live tape, live tape. It wasn't live every week. AEW is live, if not 52 weeks out of the year, 51 weeks out of the year. And they're drawing three to 4,000 people. That's, that's better than TNA automatically. Right. And TNA is finally starting to get back into 1,000, 1,500 seat places. Whereas I can tell you the last time that they drew more than 1,500 people at a pay-per-view, let alone a TV show. But when we went to Bound for Glory in 2015 Charlotte, maybe 2,000 people were there. Maybe. And that was the last time they were I, – I remember that they were really – drawing that kind of crowd yeah. and then it just went down 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 they were at the bottom of the barrel and they still survived they still pulled through they're still here and aew will be the same way um so that's why i say aew is wcw 2.5 there's a lot of similarities to it but the og 2.0 is tna and if tna is still here after 21 years absolutely aew will be here as well Right, and, and I've said this. I don't know if I've said it on air. I know I've said it to, to, we too deep on the, off the air. Tony Khan could run this company at a loss and pay for the company at a loss for probably the next ten years himself. If if he really wanted to, he could run and stream the company with no TV deal and, and create his own streaming platform and make you pay like on, he does for honor club. And, and yeah, he's going to take a loss because that's not really a profitable business model, but he could run it for 10 years. He he's, he's just that wealthy and he has so many other successful companies that, that he's able to run the financials himself at a loss. I, I really think next year, if they get this TV deal that I think they're going to get because the numbers look good. The, the, the ratings look good. The sponsorships look good. The TV buys, look, the, the pay-per-view buys look good. Somebody's going to, if it's not Warner bros, I really feel it's Warner bros. If it's not Warner bros, there's an opening at Fox right now. And I don't know if Fox is interested in wrestling. I know they've lost SmackDown, but there's an opening there. Um, there's Viacom, CBS, Paramount that has the CW, which I know I think they have NXT. So maybe maybe not them, but there's an opening somewhere. There's a there's a network somewhere that will will want. AEW's numbers because they're the number one show on TV on Wednesdays every single week. And and maybe that just says how small the TV market is on Wednesdays. I don't know. But that means something. And 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 
this is just the beginning. You can't expect them to pull W. Like, and let's just be honest. They're only 600,000 viewers away from Monday Night Raw. And they've been that way since day one. There were some some months, some, some weeks that they were close than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just goes to show you that Raw hasn't gotten this tremendous bump in ratings, tremendous bump in in TV market share since Punk has come back. And yeah, he's only been on two Raws, but in the world that he came out after Survivor Series and and this most recent Monday Night Raw, it's a four hundred thousand viewer drop. And he was advertised for both shows. It wasn't like it was a surprise. He was advertised for both shows. They advertised him like hell for two days after Survivor Series. Got the initial bump to 1.8 million. And then two weeks later, they advertised him for a couple of days on Raw. Four, uh, four the, million. The SmackDown I mean, here is on. They yeah. didn't do anything increasingly different, like mind-blowingly different than what SmackDown's been typically running. So, right. And again, though, but WWE is at, is at a fever pitch as far as business goes. Right. And yet, Fox drops SmackDown. Mm-hmm. We're all looking for a new home from USA. And it could be just, it could be, it could be what, what Turner did to WCW in 2001. We're moving on from wrestling. We don't want it on our, on our programs. We don't want it. And maybe that's it. And, and if, if Fox goes to AEW, I, I really don't see, if Fox will put AEW on Fox or if they'll go to FX and FS1, I don't know. That that will be yet to be determined. I do think they do say with Warner Brothers. Um, mm-hmm. But in general, if they don't, the TV market is so always yearning for live original programming and take the wrestling part out of it. It's... It's right. a draw, no matter what. Wrestling, not AW so much, but just wrestling in general. You, it, and it, it could be to where Warner Brothers says, and the reason I really think they're going to Warner Brothers is they're still they're, they're still in the making of this mobile game for AEW, and that's a big piece to me. There, it, it could be to the where, where they're saying we're not going to put you on live TV, but we're going to to stream. We're going to stream AEW on max or we'll, we'll give you some other position um within within the warner brothers system don't think that raw and AEW could coexist um we lost him for a second but he's back are you good my friend continue on <laughs> yeah so what i was saying before before you lost is it could be to where Warner Brothers says, you know what, we want Monday Night Raw on Mondays. We want you guys to do your Wednesday live show on Max. And they put AEW completely streaming Warner Brothers on Max and, and push that. And they push the live TV for WWE and they push the live stream for AEW. And that could be just as lucrative for AEW as as being the number one show. Um Let's not. Let's just be frank. Outside of the United States, TNT runs Monday Night Raw, so it can coexist. You can have both companies on the same network. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an insider, so I can't tell you where it's going. Right. But I honestly think, and this is this may be just me thinking outside of 
the box too much and maybe being an idiot, but I honestly think Amazon Prime might be a, a big factor into this. Um, they have Thursday Night Football. They just signed with NASCAR to do some races in the summer of 2021, 24, 20, 25. 25, 25, yeah. Um, that's, that's a huge deal to have a market like that to showcase mm-hmm. if racing on on their network. And I feel like Amazon's not going to want to stop. They've already got NFL and they've already got NASCAR. Um, I'm sure they're going to look into MLB. I'm sure they're going to look into NHL. I'm sure they're going to look into MLS. And then once Absolutely. you get out of that, it's like, all right, well, now we've got a great library of movies and TV shows, and now we have some live stuff. Let's expand that a little bit more. One that may be a rest show that's on the middle of the week that would really help us fill that middle of the week time slot. Right. I don't know. Well, maybe not Amazon Prime, but a streaming service in general. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, with the way television is, be perfect. Streaming. Right. And, and, and you got to think, um, and maybe this doesn't happen, but what if they just swap and Raw goes to Warner and and – USA Network or NBC gets AEW, you, uh, especially if they're doing like Peacock and streaming because Peacock r- works with the uh, English Premier League, which Tony Khan runs an English Premier League team. I'm sure in some way, shape, or form, he's built a connection with the people at NBC Universal. So, again, this is all speculative. We have no insight. All we know is for a fact this is this is this is not the last days of AEW. Absolutely no. not. No. And same with the NFL. Fox, NBC, Amazon, wherever the okay. NFL plays, Disney, ESPN. I'm sure you've got connections with that too. So I think that the AEW will be fine. Uh, whatever it's meant to be is meant to be. Whatever it's going to be the best deal on the table is going to be the best deal for AW. Um, and these are not the last days. They're in a lull. But, uh, hey, WCW wasn't profit- profitable from 98 until 1995. Seven years. So sometimes you got to give it time. Sometimes you got to lose money to gain money. you got to put money in it to win. Um, right. It, most companies, as he uh, – we're in this social media instant gratification age. Most companies take a decade to become profitable, even outside of of wrestling. Most companies lose a lot of money. You're going to take on a lot of, of debt to run your company for the first decade. But knowing Tony Khan, he's, that, that's not going to slow him down. He's still going to put on really good matches. And I think 2024 is going to be the best year of AEW's financial history going forward. And this, they're going to, they're going to real quickly start making a profit. I, I, I feel really confident for that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, um, you know, you, you, you have to, like you said, you know, sometimes you got to really make money or, or spend the money, take a loss, and and eventually, you know, once you put enough into it, you, you, the, the profits come after you've built your brand up enough. And I mean, help Vince McMahon and WWE almost went out of business in 96. Right. 
kind of part because of WCW and the NWO, but business was just down. Business was bad from 94 to 96, and they almost shut the doors. And, you know, um, Vince had a, had a bunch of budget cuts and um, turned the ship around. And, you know, obviously they are where they are now. So I'm not saying AEW will get to that level in 10 years. Probably not. But still, um, I definitely think that these are uh, just lull days, growing pains, but um, better days are ahead for AEW. Um, I haven't looked at the chat. I, I don't know if we've got – I'm sure we've got some feedback. Um, I guess the last few minutes of the show we can hit on a couple of those and discuss that. Absolutely. We got one here from our friend We Too Deep. Not sure what you're arguing. The comparison is WCW and AEW. Why are we talking about TNA? I think the point that he was making, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but the, the point he was making is that they said the same things they're saying about AEW for TNA. So he was giving background context on, hey, TNA was, was called the same thing. And yet here they are. They're still standing. They didn't die. Vince Russo tried his damnedest to kill the damn thing. And they're still here. He sabotaged that Spike TV deal. And they're still here. Um, I think that was why he was bringing up TNA. See, again, yes. I, 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 I tell him off the, off the record all the time. Sometimes you got to provide the background context before you answer the question. And so... We got to where we were. Um, he also says TNA found its niche and stayed there, and they didn't try to be something they are not. That is absolutely, I would say, false. They did a lot of experimenting with within the niche. Let's the whole- correct and correct me if I'm wrong. I I have to say something and be wrong. I really do. Um, has AEW Dynamite ever switched to Monday nights at all? Has it ever switched to Friday? Dynamite. Not talking about Rampage or Collision. Dynamite. Oh. The number one show. Okay. I, I just wanted to make sure because, I mean, you know, TNA, um, they thought that they had Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff and, and Sting and Rob Van Dam and Kurt Angle and everybody and thought that it would be a great idea to go head-to-head with Monday Night Raw in 2010. And they did that for four uh, for for three months, and um, quickly realized that it wasn't for them. Kudos to them for trying it, but they literally went head to head with Monday Night Raw. And I know, I know that's why DNA is WCW 2.0, and AW is 2.5. I know the answer that they're going to be is they've moved to Tuesdays to compete with NXT, and that's not AEW's decision. That was the network's decision. So, um, but it was still NXT. It wasn't Monday Night Raw. It wasn't the number one show. And, then, and AEW smacked that ass for NXT for, for more times than I can count anyway, so that's not even an argument. I haven't watched this match yet, so I don't know. I can't answer this, but he said the Christian Cage-Adam Copeland match was a flop. I, I, I Just knowing the two wrestlers, I doubt that. But that the is a ending was a little bit of a flop, but the match itself was very good. Um, that's opinion based. I think it, the match was fine. It was good. The end was. Actually, you know, I have seen this. Was the one where Shayna came out, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, I have seen the match. I thought the match was fine. It was. It was. It wasn't going to be no five star 
in the Tokyo Dome Dave Meltzer type match. It was never programmed to be that. This was, it was what it was. Yeah, the ending was a little flaky, but kind of predictable. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was that bad of a match. Um, not, not a whole lot. I guess my phone went off during your conversation and he said, how hard is it to silence your phone? Uh, I don't like leaving it on vibrate. <laughs> um, and then the last one I'll share. This is the longest explanation to say so little. Sometimes we got to provide the background context. I listen to some of your podcasts and you ramble for nothing, for, 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 for <laughs> incoherently for no reason as well. So listen, uh, you have to have a bunch of background information to get to your overall point. The overall point is that AEW is, is, uh, uh, WCW 2.5. There's a lot of comparisons, so that's why you can probably mm-hmm. make that claim. Um, but there are enough differences for me to say that it's not a full true 2.0, 3.0, whatever. It's in the half because AEW is right. in a much better position than WCW was in the last couple years of their dying phases. And then just in general, it's a young company that's only four years old. And to make the games that they have made is impressive and should not be underestimated but yet not overshadowed because they are a young company they're not in on a wwe level don't know if they ever will be but that's not the goal is to be wwe light the best thing since wwe is to be an alternative absolutely if AEW really wanted to throw themselves out there and 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 make a bad point they could have went head to head with raw or smackdown dynamite not collision Rampage. Rampage, Dynamite. Right. If they really wanted to try and compete, they would have made put a pay-per-view next to another pay-per-view like NXT did against uh, Double or Nothing this year. But, yeah. But, um, there's two more Thursdays in 2023. That's crazy. So we got two. I think. I think what we'll do here is the the last two two uh, Thursdays of the year. We'll we'll continue talking about some recent events, and we will start twenty twenty four with the idea that we planned on doing, going into some more historical context starting the year. I I really want to talk about next week. And and this is up to you. I really want to talk about what Tony Khan can do to involve the women's division more. Because that, that's just, you look at every week and it's always one match on a dynamite, one match on a rampage, one match on a collision. And, oh, it pisses me off so much when you see that. And so we'll talk about that. We might talk about some other things as well. Um, we'll we'll discuss throughout the the weekend and 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 uh, before we air off get off the air here, my friend, is there anything else that you would like to say? Um, join the Discord, go to the website, follow us on the social media platforms. Um, exciting stuff happening here over the last couple of days with the website and getting that updated and started um 
Beta Group in general is uh, doing uh, cool things here in the last uh, couple of days and hope it only grows and gets better. So uh, like and share YouTube channel, the video, comment on it, um, subscribe, go to the website, listen to the podcast uh, from not only here with Beyond the Junk, but listen to the Slapping Meat podcast, read the blogs, uh, follow us on the social media channels. Um, you know, we uh, enjoy talking wrestling. Um, I enjoy uh, discussing it and, and having wrestling fans to talk with. So um, join in there. It's fun to have a big community like that to do. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's, I think next week's topic, the, the better, uh, better decision to make for the women's division, really, uh, really interesting topic. And one that uh, you will hear critiques of AEW, something that we kind of do a little bit. So we're not just, TK dick suckers. We actually fairly critique the company we like. Absolutely, absolutely. Junkyardmediagroup.com. Again, that's junkyardmediagroup.com. All the links to our socials are there. The Discord. Let's grow that community. Um, I, I want I wanna I wanna grow that. Again, if you go to Spotify or the Apple Podcast page. Leave us a five-star, not a three-star, not a two-star, a five-star review. Tell us what we can do to do better. There's that contact page on the website, junkyardmediagroup.com. Share your thoughts and feedback there. Join us, share, do everything we can. Let's grow this into the next big thing, like we're Brock Lesnar. Um Yes, do that, and then if you remember the name, uh, the finishing move of Rob Van Dam, you'll do the, you'll give that for a <laughs> the so. five star Brock's. We're six star yeah. FTR with five star reviews. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to grow this thing in twenty twenty four. Hope with your help, with your your, uh, this is a grassroots effort. It's going to take every single person um, to help us out here. But until next week when we when we yell at Tony Khan for a little bit, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make him fear for his life like CM Punk next week. <laughs> it's not a physical way. And not not physically, but but verbally. Um, no real glass will be broken. No real glass. Um we'll so see be y'all. elite, y'all. Be elite. <laughs> be elite. We'll see uh Next Thursday, same time, same channel, be on the yard. Y'all have a good one.